0: This week on The Sport NATO. The NFL keeps on handing out drugs like it's Halloween. The NBA top is getting a little interesting. Other things are happening in the NFL too, not including drugs, which we may talk about as well. All that and more this week on The Sport NATO
1: with Grant you, and Jonathan. You a little rusty on your openings there? You got to let me say with Grant and Jonathan. I mean, why did you take forever? It's a pause. It's a pause. It's a dramatic pause. I understand what you're doing, but there's such thing as too long of a pause.
0: I don't think there is, and we'll never know if you keep coming in, bro. (laughs) Okay. You got to let it happen and then critique it. I just did. No, you didn't let it happen. You just critiqued it. You see what I'm saying?
1: No, I don't understand. It did happen, and then I critiqued it. Nope. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you okay. didn't let it happen you gotta let the pause complete and then you'll you can't see the whole picture is, until you let the pause this happen. is
1: probably enthralling for all of the listeners you should have just let the pause happen then it's not my all fault. all right
0: move along all right fine hey welcome to sport nato yeah i was gonna say every week but you we haven't been so great about that lately you know
1: we have difficulties sometimes but we're
0: gonna try and get back on the old every week bandwagon yep. right about now right about now so every week we talk about the NFL, the NBA, and anything else big that's happening in the world of sports. We do it with
1: a little bit of edge, a little bit of comedy. I think that's not for us to say. That's for, <laughs> that's for the listeners to decide if that's true or not. A lot of really intelligent commentary. <laughs> we do
0: the whole thing here on The Sport NATO, Four quarters of action-packed commentary. Yeah. Number one is headliners. Second and third quarters are NFL and NBA respectively, and we always end with Let the Grant Fix It, where I pose sports and non-sports related problems to that guy, Grant Dennison, and he does his best to with me. fun and creative solutions to those problems. It's exciting times. I'm Jonathan Levy. We're glad to have you once again. If you have thoughts about what's going on in the sport NATO, if you want to toss some things up in there and see how they get spun around,
1: just tweet at us. We are at the sport nato <laughs> <laughs> we are we are i want to point something out for all the listeners i'm going to paint a visual picture here <laughs> okay. i don't think it's on purpose but jonathan <laughs> has a t-shirt tucked into his jeans and it's really not working no. for me it's like an old man not it's tucked like in a 90s oh it just looked tucked in okay maybe hell, not oh man anyway i just want to let you guys know what i have to deal with on a daily basis t-shirt tucked into jeans
0: you but you're you're inaccurate i know it. it's true so I, now I they get to see what i have to deal with on it
1: <laughs> yeah that's true it's tough stuff being my friend yep it sure is but the payoff is worth
0: it. payoff is huge anyway that was weird that was really <laughs> weird that was very strange uh jonathan's a little punch drunk today, I, I am think. so punch drunk yeah so i'm just gonna just gonna say that we've been working really hard lately but we keep having to do the same thing over and over yeah. again. And for over. our other
1: show, we, the, we're trying to, to move to a new venue for shooting our other show, uh, The Breakdown on YouTube. Our videos, yeah. Yeah, and th- we've had difficulties with audio, with, with visuals, with all, all sorts of different things, and it's taking a while. And, and so far, we haven't completely solved it. But uh, in the end, what we've done is we've shot three different videos four times each. And that's that's been frustrating. It's a lot. I'm yeah, just that's say that's it's why a Jonathan's a little punch drunk today, but hey. Yeah. It's a happy time. It's a sport NATO. It's fine. It's a weather event that can be catastrophic, but in a fun way. It
0: doesn't have to kill you. It just
1: might. Yeah. But so it's that's fun. Good. It's yeah. fun when even when you die. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Dying is still okay. You yeah. Because you like know re- you got to participate. Exactly. Sport NATO.
0: You'd re- I mean the only thing worse than um the only thing better, sorry, than gambling and losing is gambling and winning, right? You still want to gamble. We am and losing still okay. Same idea. Anyway. Yeah, definitely. Everybody's everybody's with you. Let's just move on. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, um, one other thing before we get rolling. All right. Um so Colin West had asked if we were going to do a March Madness pool via the Twitter machines, and I responded. I would say very cleverly by saying, if you do the work, you know, fine. <laughs> yeah, we're like, not we're doing not, that work. We're not doing it. And he may get it together. He may not. If he does, we're going to uh, announce it on our Twitter wow, feed. Wow, you're kind
1: of calling him out right now, aren't you? I'm giving him a chance to do what he yeah, said you're he you're to do. You're putting a little pressure on here. You know what? He needs it. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't
0: got enough going on, that guy. How do Make you know? Him
1: I follow him on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair enough. That is how you see into somebody's heart. Yeah. In their,
0: their moment-to-moment activities. life. Yeah. You know, t- with Twitter now, you can know where someone is at every second.
1: That's just Google knows where you are. Though. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. Twitter tells you, though.
1: Anyway, let's get into
0: quarter number one, shall we? All right. Okay. So I mentioned this in the teaser, Grant. Okay. So the Washington Post has done some pretty heavy-duty reporting on the National Football League.
1: What's, what's that? That's the
0: NFL. That's right. the football league that we, uh, okay. we so love. So, NFL teams, according to the Washington Post, violated federal laws governing prescription drugs, disregarded guidance from the DEA on how to store, track, transport, and distribute controlled substances, and plied their players with powerful painkillers and anti-inflammatories each season. This is according to federal sealed federal court documents um, in the lawsuit filed by former players.
1: Mostly Toradol we're talking about here, right? That is
0: most of it. It's other stuff, too, but it is mostly Toradol for sure.
1: So, My first reaction to this is, this is news in the sense that it's a revelation of sorts, but everybody knew this, right? Like, you in your heart of hearts knew this shit was going on, right?
0: There's no question I knew that some of this was going on. However, they did all the math on this, and I think in 2015 or something, one of the years, on average, each NFL player got between six to seven shots or pills each week of the NFL season, meaning... So obviously it's not spread out that way that's just on average so there are some guys who are getting you know three four five times that yeah but on average the normal player was getting something injected into them every single
1: day right no part of part of uh, the complaint there's a lot in this complaint by yeah. by these players and it's really quite valid um but part of it is that First of all, sometimes the players didn't even know they were receiving painkillers, right. They didn't even know at all. They were just getting a shot of something or other. They didn't know what it was because you know you just get in the line, you get your shot, whatever. it's fine. Um, also, they weren't told of the side effects of the painkillers. I think
0: that's more to the point. They yeah. probably mostly had a guess that, the, that those things were painkillers, right? I mean right Another wasn't thing too surprising. To them. Another
1: thing that's been made clear through um, through documents that came out and phone calls that came out from head trainers of teams is, is in multiple cases. The trainers would would give the painkillers before injury occurred. They used really? it as a preventative thing. Like, really? this guy's going to go out and play hard today. Just give him some painkillers, and then it won't hurt so much when he... Hits Adrian Peterson in the face, you know.
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
1: I didn't get to. Yeah, that. that's that's and that's terrifying. Absolutely not how painkillers were intended to be used. They're intended to be used for severely injured players. Yeah, or yeah. someone in a lot of pain. Yeah, yeah,
0: for sure. Hey, speaking of the head trainers and things like that, in 2009, August, in fact, Paul Sparling, who's the Cincinnati Bengals head trainer, wrote in an email, and here's the quote: "Can you have your office fax me a copy of your DEA certificate?" I need it for my records when the NFL pill counters come to see if we're doing things right. Don't worry. I'm pretty good at keeping them off the trail. Exclamation. (laughs) You know, here's the interesting thing. So that came out. like In 2010, that came out and there were questions and reporters asking for comment. Paul Sparling is still the Cincinnati Bengals head trainer as of today. Because everybody does it. I mean, everybody does it. Sure, everybody does it, but I guess my point is that the NFL isn't even bothering to, like, do a normal level cover-up of this. Right. And they the, just come out, deny everything, and move on. They They're just, like, they we are not like, just like to fire is, anybody. This just
1: didn't happen. Here's another thing from a yeah. head trainer. from In 2006, a memo from then-Minnesota Vikings head trainer Eric Sugarman to the Vikings operations team. At the time, the Vikings were not using Tor at all a lot. It was the okay. only team left in the NFL. He said he is concerned that the medical staff has been too conservative in the past. Um, We discussed in-depth the use of Toradol and pain medication in the NFL. I expressed my concern that the Vikings are at a competitive disadvantage and that they were the only club not regularly using Toradol. Wow. That's from CNN. That is really intense, too, isn't it? So, I mean, there is something to be said there. It it is a competitive advantage if you can keep your players on the field longer, your best players, even if they're in excruciating pain. You take that pain away, put them back out there, or maybe you just give them the painkiller beforehand, and they might be more apt to throw their head into somebody. You know... You, I mean, I guess the question is, do you believe there is a competitive advantage to using it? There there must be, yeah. right?
0: There has to be. There's all this kind of stuff. They wouldn't be doing all this. There's a lot of money spent on all of this. I absolutely do believe that there is an advantage. However, I would say it is greatly, greatly, you know, balanced by the fact that they're basically killing these guys. You know, they're, oh, they're they doing are. incredible damage to these guys' livelihoods um, and their bodies over a the, the rest of their lives.
1: Yeah. No, it's bad. There is an anecdote about that, in fact, yeah. from that same CNN article. Uh, one of the plaintiffs is the widow of uh, former Baltimore Ravens player Charles Evans. Um, he would take an unlabeled envelope, envelope full of Motrin Percocet by given to him by the team's trainers when he played for the Baltimore team, um, after he retired in 2001, so not that long ago. Yeah, he became a sideline reporter, but he was addicted as fuck to these painkillers, <laughs> yeah. and he would still get them from that same team trainer. He would ask the trainer for the painkillers, and he'd still get them. And then he died of heart failure due to an enlarged heart in 2008. Clearly, as a mm-hmm. young man, right? He had no family history of heart failure. Um, there was no there was no direct evidence linking the painkillers, but. Uh, According to the American Heart Association, regular use of anti-inflammatories increases the risk of stroke from 10% to 50%.
0: Okay. I mean, so we don't know that that really was the reason why this guy died. However, we we can make a pretty good guess that people who are doing this type of behavior are going to die a lot younger, a lot more of the time, right? right. Which is the point. And this so, guy is likely an a example. I of mean, that, although um, an unknown,
1: we're kind of the bleeding hearts as of, of the sports podcasting world when it comes to the NFL and that we often, when referring to the NFL, talk about how it's so bad for the players to be playing in the NFL. Yeah. Often we're referring to the injuries. They accrue, especially concussions, but this is another factor that is also terrible. They, these painkillers are dangerous fucking drugs. I mean, maybe the if we're going to take the 10,000 foot view on all this the question
0: becomes how long is the NFL going to survive like can the NFL really survive like they're going to survive this particular thing that's being reported on right now for sure but the greater thing where they basically do not give a damn about player safety they pretend to they give the slightest bit of lip service and nothing else like how is that going to work for them over the long haul yeah, that's eventually is, going
1: to bite them in the ass isn't it i don't know i think I think the concussion thing did hurt them in the end. And I think they're taking the same approach here because when the Bigger, stronger concussion research first came out. They just went with a flat denial, right? Right. And now, now they've admitted that it's a real thing. And, and even though they don't, they try to use language that makes it seem like it's not necessarily a result of football, but we mm-hmm. want to make sure our players are safe. You yeah. know. That bullshit. They're doing the same thing here. It's just like we're 10 years in the past and tore it all as a new concussion. And they're like, no, that's not happening at all. Right. Of course. How could that happen? Even with all of this evidence, that's not a thing. Everybody's a liar. Like, except for us, the NFL. I mean it's crazy. Seriously, fuck the NFL. Like it, seriously. It makes it
0: really hard to be a fan and I love the NFL. Yeah, like, the it's the games themselves sports.
1: and the, the structure of the league and, and it's just a it's a great good time. Sundays are fun. They are but fuck man that organization is shitty and it's it goes and it's
0: one thing to be shitty like the ncaa which is basically just in it for the money and to in exploiting people right that's what they're doing
1: who's to say the ncaa wouldn't take it this far if their players were at risk but the point
0: is they're not right as far as we know they're not well we don't know what's going on in ncaa football there might be similar things I guess there may be, but I'm not aware of it. Neither am I. Like it's, not, so, it's not a
1: huge story like this right now. Right, and it,
0: and it hasn't been for whatever reason. Yeah. Maybe, maybe there's a question there. Maybe the NFL sort of sucks up all the limelight on it, and maybe the NCAA should be questioned too. But FIFA, the NCAA, these are organizations that absolutely take advantage of, exploit um, cities and countries and yeah. athletes yeah. and young people for sure. The Olympic Committee. But they're not effectively killing people. The NFL is effectively killing these guys. Yeah, they, like, I mean, this is it's a slow death, but it's a legit death like they, they're dying way earlier
1: and not just like you're saying because of the injuries also because of the drugs. And it's not like they're fine up until the day they keel over and die at age 58. It's like right. a horrible, painful, dementia ridden downslide from age 38 on or whatever it is. And, and
0: look, until very recently, there wasn't a whole lot known about the concussion stuff. So you can't say, well, they knew what they were getting into. They didn't. They do now. Like now actually you can make a case in terms of concussions that anyone who chooses to play in the NFL is like, it's like smoking now, you know, like you're, you're kind of an idiot for smoking. If you get upset about it, getting lung cancer after you've been addicted to smoking for 20 years, like that's sort of your own problem now. Right. But like in the forties when doctors smoked and said it was healthy, that's not on you. That's on someone else. Right. Yeah. Um, so that, but the NFL—it's not just about concussions. The players didn't know anything about the side effects of Toradol and things like that. They only very, very recently have found out about this. I don't see how they're—they're they're just the doctors are giving it to them. Like, how are they supposed to know? Yeah, these are doctors. That this is going to destroy their kidneys and their and, the, and mess up their liver function and so on and so on. Right. I mean, it's 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 it is actually some form of. I don't know if murder is really the right word. It's not murder. But
1: it's some form of something, damn it. Yeah. Something bad. I mean, God, it sucks because, as you said, you and I both love watching the NFL. I do. It's a ton of fun, and we do a lot of stuff surrounding it. We do fantasy football. We have social gatherings that surround it. We have a
0: a podcast, which is a major (laughs) part of the show. And
1: and many people have the social gatherings and, and the fantasy football, and it's a great way for communities to enjoy some sort, some form of entertainment. I mean, it is.
0: the Super Bowl was probably my favorite evening of the year so well, far. Well, Let's not know? talk about that. Let's the not, Patriots let's came not back. Get, let's no. not get into that. Okay,
1: but I mean, I know this is something I know about myself, and I don't know if it's you could say it for for yourself. But I'm I'm a person who intellectually I have a lot of principles and these thoughts about how people should behave and how society should work and all this shit, and I feel like they're high and mighty principles. But in practice, man, I'm a fucking bastard, right? Because like. When we talk about this like this, I want to stop watching the NFL, right? I want to say... I boycott this league. This is the league that kills players early through injuries, through concussions, which they denied initially, through these painkillers. They let this Washington team keep this incredibly racist name and act like that's okay or even noble in some way. Fuck those guys. But then NFL season's going to come around. It's going to be time to draft my fantasy football team. I'm going to be like, fuck it. I don't care. Let's go. Let's watch some games. <laughs> I wonder who I'm going to get in the first round. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's just how it's going to go for me. And I know that. I don't know if you could. So I don't no, think you're going to boycott the NFL either. But.
0: No, I agree with you. Um, and in fact, it actually gets weird because you, what you just said is just true, right? It's just factual. It's how we've been and how I expect we will continue to be. Although right now, I'm kind of pissed at the NFL and mm-hmm. don't want anything to do with them. I have a feeling come around I mean next, mid to late August I'm going to be pretty in excited the third about quarter Facebook of football. this
1: show we're going to talk about NFL free agency and we're not yes. going to talk about this shit anymore because right. there's fun stuff to talk about in NFL that's free right. agency you'll be over it by then
0: you know but the thing is like but like we're like oh how can the Panthers have Greg Hardy on their team how do the Cowboys sign Greg Hardy we're so upset yeah. blah 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 and it's like there like how do? where do we get off then? right I know. like claiming that that's not okay but everything but by sort of but not getting upset about everything else all that's like it's it's ridiculous it is right? of course so, I,
1: I mean, we love to intellectualize all of these things. And as I said, think we're high and mighty, as many people do. Yeah. But then in practice, we just want to have the fun that results from the things. <sighs> I mean, that's something that needs to be admitted by us and most people. Okay.
0: This is not supposed to. This is not meant for let the grand fix it. But like, how is there? What's the solution to all of this? Ultimately, like from our perspective, yeah. Like, what, not what do we do besides not watch the NFL? But I mean, what's the bigger societal solution? Is it you create a different football league because we love football? Do we create a different football league which is which is safer
1: and actually isn't taking advantage of the players and things like that? Is that a possible solution? I think, in the end, it'll be just like anything else. We'll have to sacrifice the fun for the greater good. In the end, like anything else, when when has anyone ever actually done that? <laughs> uh, I mean, as as society advances, like c- certain restrictions are put in place on society by governing bodies and such, not always correctly, but the general goal is to make society a better place, a safer place, that type of thing. Yeah. So eventually, the NFL would be eradicated if that were the case. I mean, I I've,
0: I believe for a while now, since the Malcolm Gladwell concussion article in like 2008 or whenever it came out, that. The NFL was in a lot of trouble because I yeah. believe eventually no one's going to let their kid play high school football anymore. I know in Texas everyone still does it, but I know also in places like Baltimore and or maybe Maryland at least and um you know more of the north like where football isn't as deeply ingrained in the culture that more and more parents are not letting their kids play football. And I just I am convinced that that is going to ultimately take yeah. hold everywhere. That, Eventually.
1: That it will. I believe it will. I so mean, then the
0: NFL's not gonna have any players. There's gonna be much less much fewer players in college. You know, the the pool's gonna dry up in a pretty intense way. Yeah. And that
1: maybe that'll change things. Maybe it will. I don't know. I mean it's easy to say right now during NBA season with the playoffs coming off yeah. coming up like let's just throw ourselves more into the NBA. The NBA has so many great players right now, you know. It's a great time to be an NBA fan. So let's forget about the NFL. But you know, they, they happen at different times of year. Sunday comes around, you're like, I'm I'm going to watch the fucking football. I mean, football. not just yeah. Sunday, right? It's Monday. Thursday, <laughs> yeah.
0: Monday, Sunday, and you know, I watch all of that, you know. Yeah, I'm yeah. super into it. I want to see
1: Odell Beckham make that amazing catch, you know.
0: I mean, yeah, like fantasy football survivor pools side bets with friends the whole thing all of it this you know? is kind
1: of a problem that's uh, I guess I would say morally beyond us in that we're incapable of actually taking the long view on this <laughs> and stopping ourselves from yeah. having the fun even though we know that the organizations that we are implicitly supporting are doing these terrible things
0: so does that mean if they like had boxing but it was boxing like with with swords? And like people, someone killed someone else at the end, but it was really fun and really well done in a big part of the culture. We'd be like, this sucks. It sucks that someone dies. But hey, that's boxing's awesome.
1: totally how it was in Rome. Yeah. I'm sure there were plenty of people who thought similarly to us, like, ah, oh, you know, that's kind of fucked up. But God, it's awesome when that guy cut that guy's right. head off. That was right. great. That was like one of my favorite Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> what a moment for
0: the, me and the whole family. Yeah. Me and my kids bonded. Yeah. yeah.
1: Maximus had the greatest comeback of all time. <laughs> 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 he died in the end, bro yeah. Hey, what if nobody, What if they
0: haven't seen that movie? You know what? Then they don't know what I'm talking about yeah, Okay. You know, supposedly Ridley Scott has said He would be willing to make a Gladiator Part 2 With Russell Crowe And he says he's already figured out a way To get around that whole dying at the end thing How? Uh, does it take place in heaven? I guess. I don't know Is it his twin brother? <laughs> <laughs> Is his name,
1: I don't know, Maximus? It's weird Maybe he's like a ghost who Or some sort of ethereal spirit who guides the next generation of person who is supposed to lead Rome or something.
0: Ridley Scott has sequel fever anyway. He wants to do a gladiator part two, which seems impossible. And five more alien movies. Five. He said five more. By the way, he's seventy. Five more alien movies. All right. I just don't know why. Good luck to him. I mean, what are we thinking here? All They're right. all what the same. It's not a movie podcast. <laughs> okay. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll get into the NBA. It's quarter number two. That means it's time to talk a little National Basketball Association. Okay. Thanks for letting the pause happen that time. I tried. See, it worked out. See how wonderful it
1: was? Aren't you I don't know if the listeners feel like it worked out. They're just like, this fucking guy thinks he's so funny when he pauses. I did not turn this podcast on to listen to nothingness. Are you sure? I mean, you could just listen to nothingness instead. The, you know, But now they're,
0: it's a deliberate listening to nothingness. It's a whole other Zen oh, moment. Kind of like do
1: meditation. It. it is
0: kind of like that, except deeper. Better. That's what we do. It's better. On <laughs> it's better than meditation. Yeah. For sure. That could be our, our slogan better yeah. than meditation. Sure. <laughs> That's <laughs> not, good. I like that. Not so bad, right? So we want to talk about the NBA, and we want to talk specifically about how many times on this show, in the lo- since the season has started, we've talked about how great the Cavs and Warriors are. Certainly. How they're definitely going to play each other in the finals, blah, blah, blah. Now, an interesting thing has happened, though, as we are getting close to the end of the regular season. The Warriors are no longer the number one seed in the West. They had a pretty big lead, but they are no longer the number one seed. They've been surpassed by your San Antonio Spurs. Who's
1: Who are you talking to? Your San Antonio Spurs. Listeners from San Antonio. <laughs> and other people who are fans yeah. of the San Antonio Spurs. Right. You guys, I know one San Antonio Spurs fan in Portland.
0: You do? Yeah, I don't. Well, I do. Well, that was great. I'm yeah. sure that was that was compelling. Radio what I'm right saying there.
1: is, they don't. Ha- they're not like the Packers. You know, they don't have fans yeah. everywhere. They're not like the Red Sox or the Cubs or the Packers.
0: Right. I mean, yeah. you know, if you're gonna be a fan of a Houston sports franchise, it'd be Houston, the, it, yeah, it would San be Antonio Rockets. is San Antonio. Yeah. I'm saying you'd yeah. root for the Rockets. You wouldn't root if for you it, were someone yeah, to San Antonio. If it was a Houston sports franchise, and if you're gonna be a fan of a Dallas <laughs> sports franchise, you'd root for the Mavericks, right? I mean, or... these are my points. Their point is those two cities are way bigger than San Antonio. Yes. And they're, in, they're in Texas also. So yes, that's correct. It's a lot. The only thing San Antonio really has going for it is the fact that they're basketball royalty. I hear, they, I hear they
1: have a lovely river walk.
0: Um, I, that may be true. That yeah. may be true. I believe I read today that the San Antonio Spurs, This I think this is right. Their winning percentage for the last 27 years, if you just took that, it would be the number one city in the East right now.
1: <laughs> wow isn't that crazy they've been good I mean Greg Popovich is the man not only as a coach but also just as a human that guy's awesome
0: yeah that guy's pretty alright yeah that guy you know if he likes the NFL he knows it's not okay like <laughs> NFL, but he still likes it you know? right right of course you know you can't get around that yeah so anyway the point is the Spurs have just recently surpassed the Warriors now the Kevin Durantless Warriors We and we assume he's probably going to be healthy for the playoffs yeah. but we'll see but a weird thing just happened no,
1: they, have the, they have the same record
0: actually yes but the the spurs are technically the number one ah, seed right yes now. sure uh Lamarcus aldridge has been benched indefinitely the heart condition with a heart condition that's scary it's not good yeah and the spurs are classy of course unlike the nfl they do care about him dying <laughs> on the court you right know? they don't want him just to fall over and die they actually also take the long view in basketball it makes more sense in fairness yeah where you're thinking about not just this year but the next several years but still what do we even make of all this? Like, is it possible? Do we think Lil Marcus is definitely out forever, or meaning like the season? I have no idea. In the playoffs? We can't know. I would guess yes. Look into your, you know, magical Grant ball. My Grant ball <laughs> says that. <laughs> That's I weird too.
1: Believes that it is likely
0: that he's done for the season. Yeah, me or, too.
1: It all, actually, it says ask again later, but, oh. you know, I, I had to make something up. Well, good job. Yeah. You have to lie. Kawhi is really good. They got that. Kawhi is fantastic and has been playing out of his mind. But LaMarcus is their second best player, right? So.
0: Yeah. I don't know who even else was in the conversation. Tony Parker. No. No. Danny Green. I mean,
1: come on. Yeah. So that hurts them a lot. But Kawhi is so good.
0: Kawhi is great. If LaMarcus is able to find his way back to the playoffs, let's say he does for a second. Let's just play out this weird alternate reality (laughs) fantasy. LaMarcus is back for the playoffs. His heart is magically healed. Good for him. Kevin Durant plays but is not a hundred percent.
1: Don't you think he's going to be hundred percent? I
0: absolutely do. But we're playing out this weird okay. alternate scenario. Do the Spurs have a legit shot if Durant yes. is not hundred percent? Yes. What do you? What? Do you, how do you quantify legit shot?
1: Twenty percent or more.
0: If they are playing each other in a yeah. series. If Durant is not 100%, what if Durant's 100% and so is LaMarcus? I think they might still have 20%. So whether Durant's fully healthy or not, it's the same percentage? No. That's I, questionable.
1: I think they might have 20% if he's fully healthy, and they okay. might have more than 20% if he's not. Like okay. They might have like 30 if he's not.
0: I don't think they have even 20% if he's fully healthy. I really? Yeah. I think the Warriors are just that much better than everybody else. Yeah, it's
1: weird what's been going on with the Warriors, though, which, I mean, as you referred to, the Spurs just... Tied them at yeah. the top of the West, and They've the Warriors a lot. The Warriors did lose. Like maybe the pieces they lost in order to get Kevin Durant were more important than we realized. Because I mean, what did they lose? They lost
0: Harrison Barnes. Yeah, and Andrew Bogut. Yeah, I mean Andrew. And Festus okay, Azili hasn't played at all this year. I know,
1: but he w- did play last year.
0: Yeah, but not not super well. Bogut played all right for them. But this year hasn't been has been so bad that Dallas just bought him out and let him go, and then he broke his leg anyway. No, I, I get
1: I get what you're saying. I just yeah. don't get why the Warriors are five and five in their last ten games with essentially the same stars they had last year. Yeah, they just don't have Durant now. Is it possible they're sort of taking it easy because it doesn't Maybe. really matter? Maybe I don't. Guess. They want home court advantage I mean, throughout the playoffs though, to, just in case. To be fair, what they lost is this: they lost a guy, and any if any other team lost this guy, they're fucked for sure. The guy who played 34 minutes a game, shot 53.7% from the field, 38% from three, 88% from the line, 8.2 boards, 4.8 assists, 1.6 blocks, 1.1 steals, and 25.3 points. Any other team loses that guy, they're fucked. Yes. But the Warriors should not be because we know they have the same core group that they had last year without Durant.
0: Right. Without Durant, they should still be the favorites to win the title yeah. right now. Right. So that's insane that's that's how, but they have they are. been
1: playing way worse than we've seen them play for a long time, yeah, without Durant, and you know, on the other side of the equation, the Cleveland
0: Cavaliers are four and six in their last ten games, yeah, they're losing it down the stretch now, Kevin Love is out, I think for the rest of the regular season as well, at least, yeah. So that's a bit of a thing, but still, you would think LeBron, Kyrie, and just the other guys should be more than enough to cruise to the number one state in the East, but now they hold a fairly precarious two-game lead, I think, over both the Celtics and the Wizards. Celtics have been playing pretty good, not great of late. They've got the easiest schedule in the NBA the last 15 games. 11 of those games are at home. Only two are over 500, their opponents, while while the Wizards have been scorching hot for a long time. Yeah, they have.
1: They have. Is it possible that the Cavs are the team that's taking it easy here, and it's not really the Warriors? The Cavs are taking mm. it easy because they know LeBron needs some rest, and they might not play him as hard as, or he doesn't play as hard, or they don't play him as many minutes, stuff like that. Like in a seven-game series, I know it matters, but do you think the Cavs just assume that if one once they make the Eastern Conference Finals, they'll beat any of the teams, whether or not they have home court? I mean, I would assume that if I was one of the Cavs. So then maybe sure. they think it doesn't really matter as long as they end up with the fourth seed or better.
0: Yeah. That's not completely outrageous to think. Hey, um, speaking of this, do you know who leads the NBA in minutes played?
1: Is it LeBron James? It is LeBron
0: James. That's stupid. That is beyond stupid. That is just ridiculous. Don't do that to that guy. He's he's already
1: played. He's played the most minutes in the league over his career. Like, in the course of his career, he's played the most minutes of anybody who played during that time.
0: I mean, just to give you a sense of it. So, this year, he's played 60 games, so he's only missed, like, six games or something not even actually a little less like three he's playing 38 minutes a game that's way too much 26 points 54 percent from the field 8.3 rebounds nine assists that like, guy's holy fucking great holy, he's yeah. so good He's so good, though. I know. (laughs) I don't even By the way, he's also shooting 39% from three. That's like, that was his one weakness. That's really good. I guess free throws are a little bit of a weakness, too, but not that bad. It's, yeah, he's like, the thing you always wanted was LeBron to shoot threes because that meant he wasn't driving. I think you still want that. Yeah. But it's not as clear. Not wide open threes, anyway. I guess you can't can't allow that anymore.
1: Not if he's 40%. You just, you
0: can't just let him fire away. He'll kill you. Yeah. Man, that guy. He's good. He might be the best of all time. He might be. There's a
1: chance. He's definitely in the conversation. There's, there's only one other guy in the
0: conversation. There's two guys in the conversation now. Yeah, a lot of people will disagree with us on that. They're all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, this is it's a weird thing. You're, you're right, actually, though. This is what they should do. They should absolutely not worry about this at all. Yeah. Who cares if they have the one, two, or three seed? It should not matter to them. Get LeBron as rested as possible. You know, I would guess that LeBron is the one who's making himself play all these minutes. Yeah, he like, probably is. It's not like Ty Lue saying, "Get in there," and he's like, "I'm so tired, but I'll do it because the coach says so." Yeah. Okay, skip. Yeah. You know, it's more like, "Coach, I'm going back in." You know, and then he wants to win the game, so he keeps himself in, and he's not managing his minutes well because he can't. He's not really paying attention.
1: Yeah, that. that's probably correct. Yeah, that's probably correct. And you know, when you're in the game, it probably
0: doesn't feel like a big difference if you sit four extra minutes not. Because if he was playing 33 minutes a game, that's great. But 37 or 38 minutes a game is way too much. And that's, you know, it's four or five minutes. But over the course of a season, that's a problem.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's over the course of a career, it's a problem. That too. Yeah. That too. Although that said,
0: he's gone to six straight finals and every year, by the way, he plays all these extra games because he always goes to the finals. That's why
1: he's played the most minutes. That's part of why.
0: Yeah, that's true. But I'm saying this season, he's also played the most minutes. Yeah, I know. So so that's on equal footing with everybody else. But... He also, at the end of the season, in the finals, when he should be at his most used up, he is the best we've ever seen him be. You know, two, two finals in a row. Like, the absolute best. Yeah. He, incredible. Just fucking incredible. When his team... I mean, I don't even know what to say about that guy. That guy is... He might be the greatest player of all. I should go... I, like, want to go watch the block now. That's such a cool play. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah.
1: It's great. So,
0: so we got the Cavs sort of struggling a little bit... But maybe they're taking a little, you know, chill time. We got the Warriors struggling a little bit, but probably okay, especially if LaMarcus is out. And then on the other side of the equation, we have two teams in the East who are making a play for the eighth playoff spot. And it's kind of interesting because one of them is the freaking Miami Heat. Yeah, where'd that come from? Okay, so everybody understands. It wasn't that long ago the Miami Heat were 11-30. and 11-30. and 30. They were one of the worst teams in the league. That's at the halfway point exactly. Of the season, they were eleven and thirty. Yeah, they were absolutely. Everyone thought they were tanking. <laughs> they lost Justice Winslow, who was their number one pick of the year before, to injury. He was out for the season. It looked like all right. Well, they're done now. Like they're Chris Bosh already out for the season. Chris Bosh already out for the season. Yeah. And um, now their record is 32 and 35. What does that make their record since they were 11 and 30? That makes them 21 and five. That's insane. Yes, they beat everybody. They beat they beat Cleveland back to back. They just beat Toronto the other night. They beat everybody. They beat the good teams. It doesn't matter. They beat everyone. It's crazy. It's I, weird. I don't know what to say about it. I don't know how it's happening. I mean, I do. Goran Dragic
1: is killing it. Dion Waiters is killing it. Yeah, but I mean... That's what's going on. It's such a, such a strange story, especially considering their start of 11 and 30. Right. And they lost two of their best players. Yeah. And this is their starting lineup. Go. I don't... I had to look up one of the guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Goran Dragic. I've heard of him. Deion Waiters. I know him. Hassan Whiteside. So far, so good. I mean, sure, those are all good pieces, but that shouldn't be an elite team, right? You need at least one other really good player. Uh, Luke Babbitt. Yep, well we know who he is. Yeah. And Rodney Magruder. Yeah. What the fuck?
0: <laughs> I mean, how many minutes does Rodney Magruder play, though? I don't know. The his, Tyler his... Johnson, I think Tyler Johnson's coming off the bench and probably playing a lot of those wingers. Tyler minutes.
1: Johnson plays point guard according to ESPN. I mean, but he's playing a lot when Drogic is On the bench? The okay, fine. Tyler Johnson. Whoopty fucking dude. <laughs> I mean
0: he makes twelve million a year.
1: <laughs> I mean, okay, so he's here right. here are their notable bench players. Yeah. Josh McRoberts. Josh Richardson, Wayne Ellington, James Johnson, Udonis Haslam. I mean, it's... Wayne how Ellington. how are they 21-5 and five over the last 26 games? I think
0: Ellington's been pretty good off the bench lately. But, yeah, no, it may, I mean, this is the best case I've ever heard for Eric Sp- Spolstra is a magician. Yeah, basically. Like, for sure. All the other stuff, but, oh, he's a great coach, blah, blah. Yeah, 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 he had... The three, you know, the, he had the Heatles. Like, yeah. I don't want to hear it. Anyone does great with the Heatles. Anyone yep. goes to the finals all four years with the Heatles unless they're maybe David Blatt, right? <laughs> Everyone else gets away with it, no problem. So, oh, oh, come on, Byron Scott. He has no chance. Okay, Byron Scott. But actually, by the way, David Blatt did go to the finals this one year he had a yeah. shot, too. So, maybe that's not fair on David Blatt. Sorry, David. But, uh, I mean, this is an incredible story. And, it's like, they've been so good. Do you really want to play them? Let's say you're the Wizards, who've been crazy good themselves, or the Celtics, yeah. or the Raptors. You're one of the two, three, or four seeds. Let's pretend the Cavs hold on sure. to the number one seed. You get the, the Heat finish seventh overall in the East. I mean, the Heat have got to be significant underdogs. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but what if they're
1: twenty-one and five? What if they maintain this percentage, like the twenty-one and five percentage? Right. I mean, there's only fifteen games left in the season. I expect they're going to come close to it. Yeah, that's they're going to win more games than they
0: lose the rest of the way. They're like an above five hundred legit team suddenly. It's so weird. I don't understand it at all. Right. All right, so
1: that one's weirder, but let's talk about the other surging East team, which is the Milwaukee Bucks, who it looked like had a lost season to start off the season, and then Jabari Parker injured again. And then finally, they turned it around. They got rid of Jabari Parker. (laughs) Everything worked out. Yeah, I mean— it's not just that, of course. I going into the season, they were a really exciting team. You know, young team, a lot of talent. Giannis, who's one of the best in the league, which is very exciting. And I was really expecting them to get like the five seed in the East, right? Yeah. And I guess that's still possible, but very unlikely at this point.
0: I mean, a few things happened though. Chris Middleton, yeah. who is one of their young wing stars, got hurt. Came and, back now though. Yeah. Well, the thing that's yeah. one of the things that I think is why they're doing so well is Middleton's back, and that helps open things up a little bit for them. The other thing, which has really been a difference for them, is Greg Monroe's having a much better year this year. Mm, yeah. They're bringing him off the bench so he's up against a much worse defensive player and sort of eating you know playing with his food a little bit it's so easy for him and his defense which has been terrible doesn't matter as much against bench guys yeah so that's working out really well for them too jason kidd you know he's doing okay as a coach over he's, there too it looks like seems like a good coach even though not a nice guy
1: no i wouldn't want to be friends with him no but seems like a good coach does not he look like a ferengi from like next generation <laughs> he kind of does yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah anyway so i mean like this is an interesting spot because I don't think any of the top East teams want to play either of these teams in the first round.
0: I mean, they're probably gonna have to. So. They they
1: are, but it's it's not as like nice of a situation for a top team as it usually is going into the playoffs to play. The Heat, who by their roster, they shouldn't be that great, but look at their record. They're obviously doing great. Or or the Bucks who just got Chris Middleton back. Giannis averages twenty three points, five point five assists, eight point six boards, two steals and two blocks a game. Yeah. Like, that That's, guy gives your team a chance no matter what. He's really good. He's I mean. Re- he's really good.
0: I would feel much more comfortable as one of the top teams playing the Bucks than the Heat, though. The, Heat's, the Heat would really scare me because they're like sorcerers. <laughs> I mean, what the heck? But anyone, you're right, would prefer playing the Pacers or the Pistons. Like, yeah. the Pistons? The Pistons are the worst. Those guys are horrible. <laughs> they're not you know, horrible. They're horrible awful they're seven and, and three over the last 10 and yet terrible all the same and you know everyone's hoping the bulls somehow get their playoff spot back although there's no chance no. of that but they're they're just you know like a game out or something of whatever the they're they're not a good team whereas no the no the bucks not.
1: are maybe a good team and the heat seem like somehow a good team
0: the bucks are going to lose in the first round and so are the heat but yeah it's going to be much more entertaining actually last year the playoffs were amazing oh the bucks, the, the, bucks the, round, be, or, oh. Ago, the bucks were great in the first
1: round i expect it's going to be two years ago is the bucks great in the first round
0: it's going to be a really really fun playoffs again right away from from jump as I, the kids I say. I hope so. I like me some fun playoffs. Yeah. All right, why don't we take a break? It'll be halftime. We'll come back for a little more National Football League without the drugs. <laughs> and with that whistle, we move on to the second half of the Sport Nato. It's back. It's getting ready. It's lit. It's the National Football League.
1: <laughs> you struggled through that one, didn't you? You suck, Grant. <laughs> oh, all right. cool. Cool.
0: <laughs> How you like that?
1: I didn't I didn't the, like it.
0: So we're gonna talk NFL and we're gonna talk about as you said in the earlier segment, we're talking about the fun stuff at the NFL yeah. now, not the Let's forget about all that other stuff. Yeah, the, now we've now we've talked about it. We don't have to think about it anymore. No, we
1: we're good people now.
0: So let's let's get into it. So we're gonna talk about some of the NFL free agency things that have happened over the last week or so. The big story from February, anyway, got to be the Patriots winning their fifth Super Bowl, right, Grant? (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) And uh, not only did they win their fifth Super Bowl with, by the way, a remarkable comeback. They were down 28 minutes (laughs) minutes ago in the third quarter, Grant. But the Patriots since have really added a lot of pieces to this team. They traded their first and third round picks for Brandon Cooks and a fourth rounder. So that's a really good young wide receiver who's fast and can add an element that they don't really have. Um, They also traded for Dwayne Allen. Yeah. They let go of Martellus Bennett, though. That seems like a downgrade. I agree. I agree. Um, They as well picked up some other pieces, but I struggle to remember Who cares? It's the fucking Patriots. Oh, Stephen Gilmore, who was the best cornerback on the market. They picked him up as well. And then the only other things that are really to say in terms of what may happen that still could happen is they could still, if they wanted to, trade Jimmy Garoppolo for what looks like at least a first and second round pick. So they can get draft assets for this draft if they want, or other draft assets. The other thing is they're, the Saints are currently kicking the tires on Malcolm Butler, who you may remember as yeah. making that game-saving touchdown in the Super Bowl two years ago against the uh, Seahawks. Right. And the Patriots have tendered him at a first-round level, which is like $3.4 million, but he's worth a lot more than that. He's one of the best cornerbacks in the league. And so they can't. they've yet to be able to come together on a long-term agreement. And the Saints very well may sign him to a deal and trade for him, essentially, potentially giving back the Patriots their first-round pick they just traded. Okay. So the point is the Pats may get continue to get richer in that if they trade Garoppolo, they can add other pieces via the draft. They can do lots of stuff still. They've got, they're sort of just loaded at this point. Are they just a
1: juggernaut, an unstoppable machine? That's not what we should talk about. All right, I want to take a a different look at it. Oh, okay. All right, so Brendan Cooks clearly, he's going to be the best receiver on the team. 100%. Yeah. His year last year, 78 receptions for 1,173 yards and eight touchdowns. He's one of I think it's like him, Antonio Brown, and maybe Julio are the only guys
0: the last two seasons to get like over 70 receptions, over nine touchdowns, and over like 1,000
1: yards. Well, he only had eight touchdowns, so. Well, and then the number is different. I'm <laughs> yeah. doing it off the top of my head here. Yeah. Um. I mean, Edelman had a different year than him, but it doesn't seem like a huge upgrade over Edelman, but having both of those guys is nice. Edelman had right. 98 receptions for 1,106 yards and only three touchdowns.
0: I think the deal is Edelman remains the possession receiver. I mean, Cooks can sort of play anywhere, right? Cooks can be like the underneath guy, but he can also be the deep guy. Yeah. I expect him to be the deep guy and sort of make be a much better version of Chris Hogan is my guess. And yeah. Hogan will probably still make the team
1: play somewhat, but Cooks is the guy. Right. I got to believe. Yeah, that seems likely. Another question is, what was the motivation of the Saints here? I, I mean, this is not a good first-round pick they're getting. It's the worst first-round pick. That's right. And Cooks was what? He was a te- in the teens when two years ago when he was drafted? Something like that. I don't remember, but he was definitely a 1st round. He was an early first-round pick, and they spent... I mean I mean, they've spent time developing him. He yep. hasn't shown that he's bad or anything. No, he's, he's been good. good. He's good. Why are they giving him up for a late first round pick? I'm confused by this.
0: Well, Cooks has been complaining about his role in New Orleans ah, publicly. I see. And I guess they really don't like that.
1: Well, that's not gonna be great in the Patriots. The Patriots don't give a fuck who you are. Like right, your well, role's what it is. I
0: mean, a lot most of the time when players come to the Patriots so they just keep their mouth shut, mostly. So we'll see if that happens here too. Yeah. It doesn't always happen, but in the Belichick era it's been pretty silent on the player's point, you know, from the player's
1: mouths So do you think, okay, so Cooks has been complaining about his role. Do you think it's because the Saints believe Michael Tam- Thomas is the more talented receiver of the two? Yeah. And they don't I, want to have to deal with the hierarchy difficulties that come with Cooks becoming the second fiddle to Michael Thomas?
0: Well, it may also be financially, right? If they want to sign Michael, if they figure they can only give one wide receiver a huge deal and they decide they want to give it to Michael Thomas, that means they're letting Brandon Cooks go in a year or two anyway. So why not get something real for him Right now, rather than play out one more year, especially when the Saints, it isn't like they're going to challenge for the Super Bowl next year. It doesn't look like. No, seems unlikely. So like this while he's young, if you're not going to build around him, let's get something that you maybe you will build around. You know. So
1: do you think the attitude was the main reason for the trade? Because if he was totally OK with sharing the ball with Michael Thomas and the other receivers on the team, speaking of building for the future, it would be incredible to build around Cooks and Thomas. That's such a good like basically one and one a receiver combo to move forward with
0: as long as cooks would be willing to accept a contract that would be commensurate with his actual role rather than the perceived role that he might have. That would be fine. I'm just not sure if that would be the case. Like if he's not going to be willing to take the contract from the saints because he's the number two guy, then maybe you got to trade him where he can be the number one guy or he's not your problem at least. Yeah,
1: I guess that's a fair point. It just feels like they didn't get the right value for him considering that he has He's been he's beyond expectation, right? I mean, like yeah. being a receiver who is picked well, whatever, fifteenth overall, let's say just for shits and giggles. Like sometimes you hope he turns out to be amazing. Sometimes you hope he turns out to be really good. Often they turn out to be nothing. Cooks turn out to be really good at least.
0: I mean, where does he fit in terms of if we're gonna rank him among league receivers? You know, where do you think he is?
1: Somewhere in the fifteen to twenty five range.
0: Yeah, I think he's probably above better than twenty. Maybe a little worse than 15, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, like 17. That's a
1: really good receiver going into his third year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like, he can still get a lot better. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, Drew Brees is a really nice guy to have throwing to you, but so is Tom Brady. Yeah. So, I expect there's going to be a lot of great, wide-open, you know, perfectly thrown balls to Brandon Cooks that are go for touchdowns and everyone's going to be very happy. The last time Tom Brady had a truly great ride receiver, you know, they broke all the records. Yeah, so.
1: Randy Moss and Brandon Cooks are not in the same category <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's right. Randy Moss is really old now. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he can't play. Point. He can't play anymore. Also, Tom Brady, I don't know that he can match his 15 touchdown season now at yeah. age 40. It, might it not, seems unlikely.
1: Might not be doable.
0: But the Patriots very likely to be the I mean, they're already the clear favorite. If yeah. you have to pick one team, right? That's the team you put your yeah. money on to win the Super yeah. Bowl next year. Yeah. As much as I know you yeah. hate that and Absolutely. everyone else does too. Yeah and they would have won three out of four for a second time in the same era, the same Belichick-Brady era. That would be amazing. Shut up. Can't count on that, though.
1: Yeah. But woo! (laughs) All right, great. All right. So let's go into a different receiver, huh? (laughs) I'm done with that. Let's talk about Brandon Marshall. Good old Brandon Marshall. He signed with the Giants. He had a down year last year, but the Giants, I mean, if Eli was better, this would be incredible. It's already maybe incredible. I mean, Odell Beckham is clearly a top five receiver in the NFL if not if not better than that yeah now you get Brandon Marshall and I know he had a down year but like let me give you some Brandon Marshall stats for the past past four years just two years ago the year 2015 he had 109 receptions for 1500 yards and 14 touchdowns
0: yeah him and Eric Decker were amazing that's your number
1: two receiver in Chicago in 2013 a hundred receptions for thirteen hundred yards and twelve touchdowns. Chicago in twenty twelve, hundred and eighteen receptions for fifteen hundred yards and eleven touchdowns. What did he do last year? Last year, I don't actually have those okay. numbers, but he missed he missed a bunch of games. Yeah, no. Anytime he's hurt, he's
0: no good, which is not shocking, right? But the, maybe the better point is, anytime he's healthy, he's dominant. Yes.
1: Yeah. So you have to guard Odell Beckham and that guy. And by the way, their third guy is Sterling Shepard, who is no slouch. I mean, he was a rookie last year. He had a pretty good year. You love that guy. I think he's good. You
0: you would send that guy flowers if you could. If I've already you could get away him. with it. I've already said if you flowers. if you knew his address, you'd send him flowers.
1: I sent flowers to everybody named Sterling Shepard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's a surprising amount of Sterling yeah, Shepherds. Yeah. Actually, that's right. the crazy thing.
1: No, but seriously, the, yeah. n- no jokes. That guy is an incredible for a third receiver. Oh yeah, for sure. He, and, and, and also, and he's, he's probably, gonna get. He's gonna be better than he was last right, year. He's got upside. Yeah, all,
0: I mean they all. And I guess Brandon Marshall doesn't, but Odell Beckham still has upside, right? Too, and which Sterling
1: Shepard's natural spot is the slot. So, like, what a good slot with Odell and Brandon Marshall on the outsides. That's gonna if Eli can have any accuracy at all. That's gonna be tough to defend. It's gonna be really tough to defend. That's I mean, it is such a good receiving core. I can't imagine that it's not the best in the NFL now.
0: Yeah, I agree. As long as Brandon Marshall's healthy, it's the best in the NFL. Yeah, I mean,
1: who else is even in the conversation at this point? I don't know the Steelers. I guess if they get Martavis Bryant back, I guess. I mean, okay.
0: Yeah, that's it, right? I mean, it's yeah. just hard to even think of another team that's got two like weapons like yeah. that. You know, it's, it's cool. Pretty, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's really, it's pretty great. By the way, I'm speaking of free agency and stuff like that. Something that happened today is uh, Fat Eddie Lacy signed with the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. So they now have, I guess, solved their running I yeah, don't know. Problem?
1: I saw that they, were, they met with Adrian Peterson, they were set to meet with Jamal Charles and huh. decided to go with Eddie Lacy instead. Well, Eddie I guess he still younger. Has, he's, still, he's like 25 or a something. Lot. Yeah, those yeah.
0: guys have a lot of miles on them. Eddie Lacy could be the running back for the next five or ten years. Yeah. Well, five years, if if it all works out well. I mean, yeah. will it? No. probably I it mean, absolutely won't. He had
1: like one good year, right? Fat Eddie. Come yeah. on. I like him. Yeah, I mean, I like him yeah. too. I root for Fat Eddie,
0: for sure. But, you know. There's a reason why they call him Fat Eddie, and it ain't because it sounds
1: cool. It's because he can't stay in shape. That is correct. That's correct. He likes donuts.
0: I mean, who doesn't? I like
1: donuts. I want some food now.
0: I'm hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Finally, this happened about a week ago, but the Browns traded for Brock Osweiler. Yeah, what
1: the fuck was that?
0: All right, let's break it down. All right, please do, because I got nothing. The Houston Texans signed Brock Osweiler a year ago to this humongous deal, four years, $72 million. And the way it was structured is basically it was really a two-year deal. Not a four year deal. So the two year, it was like two years, um, 16 million is what it really, or sorry, 32 million is what it really was. So they owe Brock 16 million this year and it's guaranteed. And then after that, they can cut him if they wanted to. Sure. Okay. The problem is Houston's really good except for Brock Osweiler. Yeah. But he takes up so much cap space, they can't just sign in. They can't like just sign Tony Romo to like a big deal. Yeah. And have him take over. There's no room for both those guys on the roster. So they felt like they had to get rid of him to open up a space for some other quarterback, be it. Romo, which seems to make a lot of sense. No, I get why the Texans like, did it. No, I'm working my way there. All right. Be a, even a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo, whoever it might be. Somebody. Somebody. Um, okay. So the, so the Cleveland Browns are sitting there. They know they're not going to be any good this year. They also know they've got a tremendous amount of cap space. And, in fact, you have to hit a salary floor in the NFL. Like You have to spend a certain amount of money right. anyway. And they're just sitting there with all this space and they're saying to themselves, you know what we'd really like? We'd like more picks because we're young and we are terrible. And the more picks we get in the first three rounds of the draft, the more chance we have to build something for the future. So they looked at Houston and said, you send us a second-round pick, we will happily take Brock Osweiler off your hands. So that happened. Yeah. But there's more because Cleveland is not done. Okay. And this is what I like about this. This first part, so you pay $16 million for a second-round pick. That doesn't sound great to No. Me. But Osweiler is not worth nothing, right? He's a perfectly fine backup quarterback. I mean, let's do some
1: numbers here. Yeah. back Maybe backup. Backup. No, but only as a backup. Completion percentage last year, 59%. Yeah, backup. Yards, 29.57. Average, 5.8. Okay, he was That's bad. That's a joke. He was 15 bad. 15 touchdowns, 16 interceptions. He's a, he's a fine backup backup you wouldn't want to start him a lot he can
0: you know play spot duty for like two games and if somebody goes down you can at least survive with him for a little while right i guess houston Houston made the playoffs with him right they They did they didn't like it but they did (laughs) they did so brian hoyer with san francisco just signed a two-year 12 million dollar deal not and only to be like the i guess if we have to kind of a starter you know they're still hoping to draft someone or do or get jimmy garoppolo themselves or something right so so ultimately cleveland thinks now, either they keep Rock as a backup, which I don't think is what they want to do. They want to move this guy somewhere else, to eat some of the money. So that way it costs someone who wants a backup. Let's say the Ravens are like, you know what? Flacco needs someone who we can trust to some degree. If Flacco goes down, we're just dead. Osweiler's at least okay. So paying him $6 million a year is fine. That's what we pay anyway for that. So that's no problem. We'll give a fourth round pick if we only have to pay him $6 million a year and Cleveland eats 10 million and now Cleveland only costs 10 million dollars of their cap and they get a second and a fourth round pick. Now now we're starting to talk about something. I guess that's interesting. Yeah. If you got the money to spend anyway and you're terrible anyway, why the heck not?
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, so that's what's going on anyway. It's because um it's all the money ball guys. It's Paul DePresta and uh company is now running the Browns. So he's a basketball uh, sorry, a baseball analytics guy and he's like taking bringing a different kind of mentality to the Browns. It's it's interesting. Yeah. They're trying something different, and, you know, they should be trying something They should. Something Why not? Nothing normal has worked for that team no. forever. They've never
1: drafted a quarterback well.
0: It's been a really long time. Bernie Kosar was the last one.
1: Yeah. And they Tim- drafted
0: a lot of quarterbacks since then.
1: I mean, I'm thinking of, like, the new Browns era, starting with Tim Couch.
0: Sure. That yeah. did not work out. No. Also did not working out Johnny Manziel. Achilles Smith. That... Was not the Browns? I thought it was. No, Achilles Smith was the Bengals. Oh, I believe. okay. Because the same draft as uh, Tim Couch. Gotcha. But they also drafted the guy the year after. No, the year before Johnny Manziel, the the old guy, like the twenty nine year old guy. Oh yeah. Who's so bad? I don't even. Is he? He even was in from the Florida league? State. Yeah, I don't what, remember his name. He's so bad. We don't remember his name, and he may not be in the league anymore. But they drafted him in the first like round. also. Charlie
1: Weasel or something. He played backup for the
0: Cowboys this year a little bit, and actually Brandon Whedon. It was Brandon oh, Brandon Whedon. Brandon Whedon? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I was thinking of a different guy, actually. Okay. Yeah, Brandon
0: Whedon. But they drafted Brandon Whedon, who was like 27, and uh, that didn't work out. They just keep taking guys, and it never works. So good for them to try something different. Yeah, good for them. Yeah. Congratulations. Okay.
1: We're going to take a quick break, come back,
0: do a little LTGFI. Breaking news. We've gotten tweets from Colin G. West about, (laughs) about the bracket. This is actually happening, people. All right. We call them out. I mean, we we're recording this all at once. Yeah, he, but, didn't, he didn't
1: hear us call him out.
0: But it still seemed to work, so that's great. I'm just going to read the tweets very quickly. We are, of course, at the Sport NATO. He said, Not sure if I made it in time, but if so, fans can make a bracket at games.espn.com and join the group Bracket NATO. By the way, it has an exclamation mark at the end. I'm cool. retweeting all of this, too, yeah. so you can find this at our Twitter feed. The password, of course, is LTGFI cool as in left group grant fix it he also gives a direct link to the group which i am retweeting as well so get yourselves in there what's the prize going to be for who the winner grant we got to give him something
1: all right whoever wins gets to ask a question to this no, tornado. that's lame why
0: how about they co-produce a show they
1: like they would, can would you rather topics. co-produce a show or actually get to ask a question how about it's their choice they can all ask right. a question or co-produce a show which means nothing.
0: No, it means they send in like what they want us to talk
1: about. Oh, day. oh, you mean you don't mean like producer credit? You mean like actual producer? I mean, they
0: actually have a hand in the in the content of the ah, show. That I week. see. They, and, you know, as much as they want to, like right? because we obviously, when I say yeah. we, I mean me. Like I create the content for the show. Like I decide what we're going to talk about. Grant obviously has a little to say, but not too much. He's not nah. busy doing other stuff. He's he's fixing things. Yeah, I'm the fixer. Um, but if you win, whoever you are out there, you yourself. Get to take as much responsibility as you want. I mean, if you do a terrible job, we're not going to do it. We're going to change it. Obviously. Yeah. But we're going to work with you and we're going to, you know, make it work and hopefully really get some great suggestions and thoughts and the whole thing. Okay. Cool. Co-producer. Exciting stuff. That does come with a salary. Um, payment. There's a long-term payment option it does that not. comes with it. You There's can take it.
1: All right. Here's, here's the salary. You get to take out a life insurance policy. Uh, in your name for us so if you die we we get money <laughs> you
0: know you can actually we could actually take out life insurance yeah. policies and other people yeah
1: but then we get if they die it looks bad it does there's yeah.
0: questions about you know murder yeah which we don't we don't we want don't to. want to deal with that no we don't want to have to answer <laughs> questions like that it brings up other older things. oh really that may happen. oh yeah well like what i don't want to get into <laughs> it <laughs> okay but anyway so it's time for let the grand fix it everybody all right you ready yeah you know what we do right I do. We fix stuff. You fix stuff, and I help a little. Yeah. All right. We're at the Sport Nano. You can send your suggestions in there. Here we go. A billion dollars. It has to be there. That's our number. A billion. Ah. Straight out of the gate. And you don't even have to give it to me all up front. Give us $100 million a year. That. You know who that was, right? Yeah, I know who that was. That was LeVar Ball.
1: Yeah. can you give a little background on LeVar Ball and what he's talking about, please, for I'm all of the peoples? I'm
0: happy to do that. Of course, he's the father of UCLA guard and superstar Lonzo Ball, who's going to be one of the top two picks in the NBA draft this year. He's also the fathers of he's the a fathers. their <laughs> well, brothers, but he's the father of LiAngelo and LaMelo, who are high schoolers who are also committed to going to UCLA. And he's looking for a package shoe deal involving his three sons that indeed would be worth one billion dollars. Yeah. So that's an interesting thing he said. Um, if he if Lonzo doesn't sign with Nike, Adidas, or Under Armour when he left college, he would sign with the big baller brand. Now you may be asking yourself, Grant, what's the big baller brand? Yeah. Let me tell you, Lavar Ball filed for the trademark to that phrase last year, and now owns the trademark for use on athletic apparel. However, he doesn't actually have the trademark for the logo, and there's no actual you know apparel company at this point. But right. He's saying we'll just do it ourselves. I guess. Here's one other thing to know: it'd be really hard to sell the three sons as a package deal, since the earliest the shoe brand could commit would be March 2020, because that otherwise Lamelo would not be allowed to play in college at all. Like, because he would <laughs> no longer be a he'd be a professional, he'd not yeah. be considered an amateur. So, so that's the problem. Now you may be wondering, what am I supposed to solve? Yeah, I really am. You're Nike. Okay. Come up with... How are you going to get a billion dollars to sign these guys? Do I have to? Oh, yeah. Do I want to? Of course you do. First question, do I want to? These guys actually are very exciting young players.
1: Right, but... Very exciting. They haven't even played... it. Not even the eldest hasn't even stepped foot in the NBA yet. We have no idea. He might flame out.
0: I mean, people actually think him and Markel Fultz are both... Like, as sure a thing as you can get for, like, going to be pretty big-time players in in the league. Like, those two guys are, like, considered, like, kind of no doubt about it type dudes. Now even those guys sometimes flame out yeah but mostly they don't the, the scouts are almost always right about that kind
1: who is the last guy like that that really flamed out
0: um my initial thought was greg godin but i'm sure yeah. there's been someone since and greg godin only flamed out because of injury but i'm sure i mean is it fair to say andrew wiggins probably not no he hasn't flamed out Not. he hasn't done great though he hasn't been the no doubt about it type guy though he was never a no doubt about it type guy he was, was he? close
1: he was close he wasn't no doubt about it though these guys are definitely a bigger deal than andrew wiggins I okay. Here's my problem with this fix. I don't want to sign these guys for a billion dollars as Nike. I I don't think there's enough evidence to to say they warrant that. Cool.
0: Two of them you, are in high school. I, I, no, I understand that's how you feel. But Phil Knight, who owns Nike, just called you up and said, Grant, who now works for Nike. Yeah, of course. I and do. this is your job and your livelihood. And you need us. Your job is to find a billion dollars. Come figure out how we're going to raise a billion dollars cuz I want the Ball family, all of them. All right. By the way, LaVar Ball, just going to point this out, said he would have had no problem beating Michael Jordan one-on-one when they were both younger. Yeah, that's the the father, LaVar yes, Ball. That's yeah.
1: right. Yes, he did say that. Yeah. And uh what were his college stats, LaVar Ball? He did play in college. He
0: did. He averaged 2.2 points and I think 1 point Three rebounds a game and that was this at the same point when Michael Jordan was averaging thirty-five points and something like six rebounds a game for the Bulls. In the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just pointing that out. Yeah. But he said I would just back him down and he'd have to foul me every time. Yeah. (laughs) You better make every shot, otherwise I'd have him. That's
1: what that's what Ball says. Yeah, this guy is ridiculous. This guy's insane. we're gonna have a lot more fun with this guy in the future, I think, as far as having a sports podcast. Yeah. Um, okay. So I just need to produce a billion dollars as Nike.
0: You need to come up with a billion bucks, yeah.
1: Okay. That they don't already have, obviously. Yeah, we're not going to... I mean, as Nike, we we have money, but we don't just throw it at these projects. We have to make money out of nothing here. Of course. Well, you know what really good managers do? (laughs) What? They use the resources at their disposal. 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 uh, Probably both. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, certainly. You have to dispose the food quite well. But I'm talking about the resources we already have. And as Nike, we already have a lot of elite athletes who are employees. Yeah. Right? Like... Who, who are some of the big Nike people? I don't really know who's with what shoe. Well,
0: LeBron is definitely a Nike person. By the way, he himself did sign a billion-dollar deal with Nike in 2015, which is a lifetime deal.
1: Yeah, that's LeBron James. I'm not saying anything. I'm just
0: pointing it out. All right. By the, um, Yeah, that is one Nike guy. Most of the other really famous guys, I
1: think, are Nike guys. Okay. But I don't know who it is either. So I think, I mean, everybody already knows where this is going, right? I'm kidding. Okay, you you have no yeah, idea. I was like, I don't know. You have no idea. Um, so Nike has all these elite a- elite athletes. LeBron James is a good example. Uh, Kyrie Irving, is he with Nike? Yeah, actually, yeah. He, is. he is. So LeBron, Kyrie, who else? Is- Damian Lillard is. Damian Lillard? No, he's with Adidas. Okay. Yeah. But LaMarcus, LaMarcus is. Oh, he's not going to help with what I, I want. I don't even know. With what I <laughs> want, he's not going to help. But Nike also has a lot of soccer stars. They have like they have a lot of stars from around the world from different sports, right? Absolutely. All right, so what we're going to do is in the Federal Reserve Banks of each of the major countries that Nike has elite athletes represented, Sure. at the same time, on the same day, we're going to set up a heist. <laughs> and the elite athletes that are employed by Nike, you're getting a billion dollars. You're fucking doing the heist, LeBron. All right? <laughs> Shut up. You're doing the fucking heist, right? <laughs> like, who better to do a heist than the best athletes in the world? That's a great point. So we 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 go for all the Federal Reserves at yeah. the same time of all the different countries. That's smart. Right. Um, here's the thing. Not all the heists are going to go well. Like, no. some of these guys are going to die. <laughs> <laughs> and many of them will end up in jail. Yeah, and probably our success rate will be under ten percent. If you think it'll be that low? Oh, certainly. These are elite athletes. Yeah. If it were not, if we're not elite athletes, it would be under one percent. All right. That's why we're using the athletes. Okay. I know they're assets, but we need these ball kids because Phil Knight's fucking nuts for them. I guess <laughs> for some reason. So fuck LeBron. We got to get this maniacs kids on on the bill. <laughs> uh, so. We, we execute all these heists at the same time. And if just one of them works... Yeah. Because how many countries have athletes represented by Nike? Like, so many countries. so Especially if you
0: take soccer into North Yeah, That's so cool. many. Yeah,
1: so many. If just one of them works, we got a billion dollars easy.
0: I mean, so every country has a billion dollars in their Federal Reserve? Whatever
1: yeah. the... It doesn't have to be the Federal Reserve. Whatever the place with the greatest concentration of wealth in that country is. Let's just go with that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like could be lehman
0: brothers or something in yeah, theory. It yeah. whatever obviously, has obviously the most it's not lehman brothers since they don't exist what has,
1: whatever has the more. most transactable currency on okay. hand whether it be gold or or the country's currency or whatever whatever institution or private individual in every country that has nike employed athletes that's where we're going same time same day 401 p.m august 19th
0: 2017 loving it so so in oh, this should, case, i shouldn't have
1: i shouldn't have said did it,
0: I'm can sure. We cut, you know, can we cut that? We only have 250 cut listeners. <laughs> it's fine. Um, I am sure if we're talking about LeBron in this country, because he'd be doing in the U.S. Yeah. right. So he's going where? He's going to Fort Knox. Well, he's going to Chase. Okay. He so going? We,
1: well, I mean, I I was speaking kind of in a wide sense. Yeah. We can. A country obviously each country will be managed by a different country manager who oversees the operation. We can call them a coach, even. Yeah, a coach. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely a coach, <laughs> and and they're they're going to make some decisions. They're also kind of a GM because they're going to make some team oriented decisions. Like we're probably not going to go for Fort Knox in America cuz we only need a billion dollars, right? Fort Knox yeah. has a lot more than that. We I can, mean, that's
0: what they say.
1: Yeah, we don't know. Um we could, we just got to go for whatever the easiest target that's a billion plus, which I don't know what that is. I don't I haven't done the research yet. All right, I just got the memo from Phil. <laughs> okay. But whatever the easiest target that's a billion plus, that's where we're going. If you really
0: think there's going to be a 90% failure rate and a lot of guys are going to die, would it not make more sense to just like kidnap and ransom a guy like Bill Gates who could no. easily afford a billion dollars? No. Why?
1: Because you can't get away clean.
0: You're saying 90%
1: of the guys are going to fail and go yeah, to Yeah, but jail. the ones who succeed, they get away clean. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, why can't you when do When you this?
1: ransom somebody, there's all the residual thoughts and feelings like, did he see my face? Do I have to kill Bill Gates Of now? course you
0: have to kill him. You always kill I him I don't want to kill Bill Gates. You don't have to. LeBron has to. Yeah, but I don't want to be part of it. Okay, man. Kyrie has to. <laughs> so yeah, we're not going to make LeBron do it. LeBron is no way. LeBron is like, we cannot... Kyrie, get in there and kill that guy. <laughs> <laughs> we can't tarnish LeBron. <laughs> LeBron's special. Yeah, I mean, that's ridiculous. But if he
1: dies in a raid of, of like a, a place, a vault of money, it's fine. <laughs> that's it seems... I'm, I'm doing this based on what you're telling me Phil Knight is saying. He's yeah. weighing these ball kids so yeah. heavily. We got to sacrifice some resources. Look, Phil, this is the real world. I can't just snap my fingers, and make this money appear from nowhere, you're going to have to make some fucking sacrifices, Phil. Okay, Phil? That's why you hired me, because I give it to you straight. Phil. Phil. (laughs) Nice. Phil fucking Knight.
0: I don't know if Phil really hired you because you give it to him straight. Why do you think he... He hired you because he wants you to get the job done. It's a little different. He wants results. He doesn't want truth to power. It's a holistic
1: thing. It's all part of the persona. He's not
0: super into truth to power, that guy. Come on. Are you unhappy with, with my plan? I'm not unhappy at all, but I really think you should consider a little more about the kidnapping, ransoming the super rich guys, and then killing them You know the what? End.
1: You present your plan to Phil. I'll huh. present mine. We'll let him decide.
0: Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I have a third plan, okay. which I'm also going to present to Phil. I'm thinking bake sale, and I'm thinking in very affluent neighborhoods. Very affluent. so that cupcake, that cupcake that looks so good, it's $100,000.
1: I don't know if that's gonna work. I'm gonna be honest, we take credit cards. Don't worry about it. We take cash. So, despite the ridiculousness of my fix, yeah, it's far more likely to work and happen than yours.
0: <laughs> then what? Kidnapping Bill Gates? You're no. crazy. It'd be so easy to no, kidnap. No, Bill no, Gates. The, the bake sale. <laughs> but why, but Bill Gates would be easy. You you just target a bunch of like hyper billionaires like Bill Gates, um, the Jobs family, <laughs> Warren Buffett, <laughs> Warren Buffett, of course. Um, I don't even know who else because who knows um, is Elon Musk really rich enough probably not I don't know I don't know someone else some a few or you could even just get a few billionaires and like get a hundred million from each of them you just need yeah. 10 of those to work out well and you know you could use like um, players from any country it doesn't have you don't have to keep them in their country it isn't like it's the just Olympics. easier with travel that's where you money. you don't <laughs> want money. you don't want to pay yeah. the travel expenses also they want to go first class which is way more than coach you know so right so and pricey. you don't want to leave a
1: trail right I mean right the less trail the better but
0: again, we are going to kill everyone at the end, right? I mean, when I say we... This I mean, is your Tyree, idea. Tyree's going to kill everyone. No, that's
1: end. only for your idea. My idea is blood-free unless the athletes die. <laughs> from but, <laughs> from from gunshots. Yeah, though, because but. the guards shoot them or something.
0: But So wait, are the athletes going in with guns? <laughs>
1: no. They're going in with no weapons? How no, are we going to succeed? We in? can't have the company be implicated in the use of force to the level of, of weaponry. I mean, robbery is different than robbery with intent.
0: I mean, I think it's the difference between robbery and larceny, actually. Oh, uh, okay. Right? Yeah, well, we don't want to be the a, bad one. With a weapon. We don't want to do the bad one. Uh, maybe not. Maybe larceny is just an amount. I don't know. I'm sure Colin G. West knows the answer. He knows everything, <laughs> apparently. Oh,
1: no, he knows stuff about physics. And
0: antimatter. Yeah. Which is about physics, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, um, I really think Phil Knight should consider plans B and C. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll present the plans. We'll see what he yeah. says. Also,
1: maybe we could have a fashion show. Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> the real question is yeah. maybe what we need to fix is Phil Knight. We got to get him out of here. Ah. He's willing to sacrifice so much just to get these kids signed. We can't even sign him until 2020, just like he said. I mean, maybe you sign him and the kid doesn't
0: play until, you know, he just doesn't play. You know, he, the kid doesn't play college ball. How about that? He goes He goes like he's like Moody and goes and plays in China for a year and then comes back and goes yeah. the NBA. I guess you could do that. You could sign him. No problem. What's the big deal? Yeah. Hurts UCLA a little bit, but who cares about UCLA?
1: No one. Your friend does. Your friend Dan Pasco does. Yeah, well, yeah. that's one guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's the only fan. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. All right, we fixed it. All right, I think we did a good job. But seriously, this guy, LeVar Ball, this guy is nuts. This guy is going to be gold. He was very, very adamant that he could beat Michael Jordan one-on-one. I don't remember the exact phraseology, but he was like, oh, it's e- obvious. I could... I could have beat Michael Jordan one-on-one. He'd, he'd have no chance. Yeah, Grant told me about that today.
0: Grant actually said, you know, you should do a fix about LeVar Ball. I'd already decided we were doing this fix. Oh, really? So I, that's why I, I sort of threw you off the set where I'm like, yeah, but you know, not now. Like, maybe when the NBA draft comes yeah. because that's when Lonzo will be a little more thing. Maybe if the March Madness thing, and maybe if it's a really big March Madness, I did all these things saying, yeah, yeah, later, later, later. But no, it was it was for today. It was always planned. But I did not know about this Michael Jordan thing, so I Googled it. I recommend everyone Google this and read it. It's fantastic <laughs> yeah so the thing i think we need to make sure we do from now until the end of time is never complain about lavar ball only celebrate lavar ball because we need guys like this yeah in our lives yeah. Right? yeah fair enough this is a is an amazing amazing person to say things like this and very sincerely he averaged 2.2 points a game for like eastern washington or something like that. <laughs> yeah <laughs> what the heck is going on here yeah it's amazing all right uh, i think that's it yep yeah send in your suggestions for let the grant fix it or any other aspect of the show at the sport NATO of course if you win the bracket contest they ain't just suggestions they are directives that we will you know consider very strongly yeah there be our guidelines yes. if you will um, and uh, you could get you will be in fact the co-producer of at least one sport NATO show probably just one if you do a great job maybe more yeah you know maybe you get the full-time gig. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, free. It's free. Be clear. (laughs) Yeah. In fact, you pay us. (laughs) (laughs) But that's another thing altogether. All right. We'll see you next week.